you guys. It's Betsy Beers again. I know. It's me again. I'm the executive producer of Scandal. This is the official Scandal podcast, Scandal Revealed. It is official. We've decided it's official. So in case you don't remember it's official, I'm just going to keep repeating the word official. And I'm here this week to talk about episode 217, which is called Snake in the Garden, a terrific title and really very, very representative of the episode. And once again, joining us, who's a lovely, kind, generous human being and also a very spiffy dresser, (laughs) is the beautiful, talented Darby Stanchfield, who is um, sitting in my office today. And hi, and thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. Darby today is wearing, I think, an Abbey ensemble. Abbey-esque, yes. Uh, which um, I actually tried to hit her and stun her. You tried to stake off, I, take I just, off me during the I tried the to take week. the coat. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, as we've already established, Abby's clothes probably fit around my ankle. But it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful black coat with these. You'll see it on screen. It's got this zipper, and she's got a really cool black handbag and some black jeans, and she's wearing some very lovely black high-heeled Christian Louboutin pumps, which just tells you <laughs> that um, here at Scandal, we have some pretty fancy shoe wear. We do. There's some pretty fancy, fancy shoe wear. And I am wearing my cowboy hat. And your miner's cap. My miner's cap at the same time. At the same time! Which is, so, which is so awesome. Yes. I was, I was going you're layering. To, you're going for the layering effect. I was effect. going with the layering effect because as soon as my head gets cold because it's so <laughs> Some people layer dreams. jewelry. Know, you layer so with Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When you've got a tiny brain in the center of a big space, what yes. you need to do is you need to cushion it with as many hats <laughs> as possible. And that's what I find works Excellent. really, really well for me. So this episode, Hollis Doyle, like Hollis who knew Doyle. he could cry? Oh, he actually... Made me feel bad for him for one second. Right? One second, yeah. I mean, the most so, emotion I've ever seen from him is when his Gettysburger was late. His <laughs> Gettysburger was late, yes. And cold. And cold. No, it was when he had to eat sushi and he was really, right. that <laughs> traumatized that's, him. That's actually one and, of my favorite moments ever, which is yes. when he yells at his assistant, what's this sushi? Get me Gettysburger. That's right. With exactly. his cowboy boots propped up on his desk. Such a brilliant moment. But that was like an incredibly emotional episode Yes, for him. this is about his baby girl, his only daughter of his, what, eight or nine children that he has. It's really touching how you see, and you see how Quinn, Katie Lewis's character, relates to him and that she, you know, she has this sort of disenfranchised, alienated relationship with her father. I mean, it's different because Quinn's a good guy. Quinn's a gladiator in a suit. For God's sake. And uh, Maybelle Doyle's a drug addict. She's a drug addict and kind of um, a little little horse. Pills and yeah, coke pills and, and speed. And speed and <laughs> apparently was dating some poor guy and threw him under the bus who's That's already right. in prison. That's right. So not exactly a quality individual. And it's one of those things where you do sit and by the end of that episode... Cut off her own ear. She cut off her own ear despite her face. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a horrifying moment. I, actually, the first time I saw the ear on screen, what was it like to act with the ear? It was really rubbery. It was really quite... Uh uh, It had a lot of movement. And it it was really funny (laughs) because Guillermo Diaz has to hold it up with some... With two pencils or something. Like, try he uses them like chopsticks. And holds the ear up. And there was this whole thing about, Guillermo, can you make the ear shake a little less? (laughs) Because it was (laughs) flapping all over the place. It was quite an active ear. Quite aerobic. That was actually one of my favorite moments when there's eating around the ear, too. Eating around the ear. Ew. Ew. There's yes. there's an ear there and people are still eating. And it's As just, my sister used to say, grody to the max. Grody to the know, max. By the way, an expression maybe we want to bring back. <laughs> we need to bring it back. Because it really, it, first of all, I think it epitomizes a certain era, which we all miss. <laughs> we all miss. <laughs> we all miss it. And it's yes. going to be awesome. 
But that's really, those were Abby thoughts. Grody to the max. That that was absolutely Abby's thoughts. As uh, Huck was, yes, studying the ear, measuring the ear, putting up to Quinn's head. Do you think that Abby was surprised that Maybelle did it herself? Do you feel like she, do you, don't you feel like a little bit she was suspicious all she along? She was, well, yeah, in the beginning of the episode, she was suspicious. She was a little bit like, you know, judgy, like she always is. Yeah. When um, Abby first presented the case and put up photos and, you know, spouted out all the fun facts, there was a little bit of tude there about, you know, Maybelle Doyle. And Imagine I, Hollis on pills and coke and speed. So, really, <laughs> Hollis Doyle on pills and coke and speed? Of course you cut off her ear. Kind of the yes. scariest cocktail of all time, probably. Right. But Although maybe he, his drawl <laughs> would speed up. Has to crawl to a to a kind of clipped southern drawl. Who knows? Maybe. I always sort of feel that Abby, having been through everything she's been through, and yeah. also, as we've recently discovered, which I think is really interesting, coming from a political arranged marriage, yes, about which hopefully we're going to learn a little more that in the future. That would be so interesting. I mean, I, want I to only know more ever about know that. what they write, so I would want to know more about that too. It's like. Kind of like the rug has just been lifted up a little bit, and you see that there's this big, giant, great, juicy story under there. Big, a big, giant surprise, but we only got a little bit. You only got a tiny bit. Yes, that I was that Abby was in an arranged political marriage is kind of amazing, and therefore I looked at her in this episode, and I kept thinking, I'm not sure she's all in on any of this Maybelle stuff. I, I think, think there's most this, of the time she's not all in. I, I totally think agree. A lot of the time, she because of all the traumatic things she went through, she has kind of the cynical view about everybody. And everything. Now, there's, this actually fits into a question that Kathy Miles at Kit Kat Chats sent, which is... Hi, Kathy. Do you think Abby's ex-husband will show up in the future? I hope so. Me too. It would be so great. The only thing we have is a photo. When Cyrus Bean decided to investigate all of the Olivia Pope oh. and Associates... Oh, I remember that. That's people. right. Yes, in the in season one, we got one snapshot of him. You know, I think one of my favorite things about this episode, too, is having David in the office. Yeah, he eats all of our cereal. He eats all, all of, of our cereal. cereal. All of it. And has sort of picked up some of it. disgusting habits. He yes. seems to brush his teeth in the sink. He brushes his teeth, teeth in our sink. Uh, Harrison addresses that, which is great. He's gladiating that all over the place, which is fabulous. He's sleeping on our sofa. Uh, and by the way, he's second-guessing everything you guys are doing. Of course. And he's, he's talking super about wrong. FBI, FBI, FBI. We're way better than the FBI. Come like, on. Super wrong yeah, about so it, wrong. as it turns out. But I just think he looks and really cute. coaching me, giving yep. me, like, yep. giving Abby, you know, advice. Have you looked at the boyfriend? Yeah, well, clearly, we were at the boyfriend's house <laughs> before you even brought it up, Chucklehead. He's probably too busy eating cereal. Too busy eating cereal. I it think- is funny, because when we shot this, Josh Molina would, like, take ten huge bites of the cereal before we even rolled. So after, like, maybe two takes, he was, I'm full, I'm so full, I'm so full. I'm like, well, if you wouldn't just gobble up all the cereal before we even start filming, you know, maybe that's why he's not here today. He's supposed to be here. He's sick. I think he actually had cereal overdose. Actually, I have have to say that is true. Um, (laughs) Josh Molina was going to join us this podcast or come to the podcast. That's right. And poor Josh Molina was feeling under the weather. And now I think we're all a little suspicious that maybe he probably, he might have just (laughs) overweeted. Maybe he's maybe he's developed a gluten allergy. I think it's more like Fruit Loops. I think he's he more, of a more Fruit, fruit Loops. Loops or... I was thinking Count Chocula, maybe. Count <laughs> Chocula, right? So he's such a zesty. He was cereal. quite demanding on set. He wanted you know healthy fiber cereal. A healthy fiber yeah, cereal. So he could be on the toilet. <laughs> That's also <laughs> true. Josh, if you're on the toilet, feel better. <laughs> You know, Mia at Mia95 wants to know, what do you like most about playing Abby? 
I mean, what could you not like about playing Abby? I love every single word that comes out of Abby's mouth. I love Abby's clothes. I love Abby's office. I love Abby's coworkers. I think what's really interesting to me as an actor about Abby is how complex and quirky she is. I mean, she's she's kind of a whole bunch of things wrapped up into one fiery spitball. You never know what's going to fly out of her mouth. She has no filter. She has a huge sexual appetite. I think that's really interesting. Oh, yeah. It, she is strangely vulnerable, even though she also keeps her guard up. She still is very sensitive, like when things have gotten really rough with Harrison. That really hurts her. She gets really, really hurt yet again. And So I, that's interesting to me, too, as an actor, that she doesn't just put her guard up and then there's no hope. She's still, there's still something about her that's optimistic about finding family or finding love or finding companionship or friendship. That actually plays right into Team It's Handled at Gladiator Team DC, who said, is Abby ever going to forgive Harrison? Not as a gladiator, but as her friend. That's a really good question. Right? I'm so fascinated by this Abby-Harrison relationship. So, by and the I way, don't know is where everybody. It's going. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. Columbus and I have no idea where it's going. We're always sort of looking at each other sideways going, what does that mean? Let me just say Diva Inc. at Soror Iceberg basically just says, Abby, why don't you just hook up with Harrison and get it over with? <laughs> get it over with already. I've been seeing that a lot on my timeline on Twitter, <laughs> after last night especially. Um, I love that people are seeing that there's chemistry because we really do love working off each other. And we do a lot of these really fun little things together. Like this was cut out of an episode, but one time we were both in latex gloves and we were eavesdropping on Olivia's conversation with Edison when back when he, she was running around with Edison. And we did this synchronized latex glove snap. It's little things like that. It's little chemistry moments like that that just really make you love. Sometimes it's those latex glove snaps that actually make a scene. It's those tiny little details But that it you was watch. cut out. I mean, even though we knew it was brilliant. Well, all I'm going to tell you is I bet there's going to be some more latex gloves in your future, and I would reuse that bit. Yeah, there we I go. I think reusing that bit is we a will. perfectly fine thing. The same way every once in a while a little yes. storyline comes up that Shonda and the writers say, you know, we're going to save that for another storyline yeah. oh, another yeah, episode. Do that. We do that. We like to recycle. Yes. We're, you know what we are? We're a green show. Or it's we, green. We like to kind of reuse or repurpose something. Maybe repurpose is the best word, something that maybe didn't fit in an episode yes. earlier or because... Or I don't it, know needs you, it, it needs, needs more time. More, it needs exactly. more time. It needs more room to breathe. Because so I don't know if you noticed, the show tends to move relatively quickly and we have lots of story in here. <laughs> lots to address. Janae Messick at jmessick15 wants to know, Abby, oh, for Abby, who do you use as inspiration for your character? I don't model Abby after any real-life character. I did... When I first got this job, Judy Smith, who is the real-life Olivia Pope, she did hook me up with a couple of investigators that she has worked with, that has worked with her on her team. It's really, for me, about the writing. The writing has really, it's the writing and the clothes that really carve out Abby to me. And then I just sort of add my own little, you know, fill in the blanks. She speaks in such a rhythm. Yes. Because I remember when you were first, you, with the pilot even finding the rhythm and yes. the rhythm this is staccato rhythm which is so much Abby's personality which yeah. is it's just cut and dried because it's very the way I feel it yes and every single thing is basically cut and dried and it's the end of the sentence and that's what it is <laughs> and that's what so it is. you literally feel like this that energy that pervades as she speaks and that incredibly kind of clipped rhythm and the vague impatience 
Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> like, like Abby's just a little impatient yes. about things. I think it's like, just get on with it. Yeah, Abby's a little, part. yeah, she's a little high strong. She also looks like she has a little bit of impatient sex, too, honestly. <laughs> I think when I watch those love scenes, she's kind of like, I'm on it. I'm doing it. I'm on it. That's right. I'm into it. Come on. What's the problem? Let's get going. Which is awesome. We have a 20 to minute watch. lunch break. It's a 20, exactly. Let's get down and it's, dirty. It's Bessie, you know what it is? It's scandal pays sexy. It's, it's, it is it scandal really pays sexy. It's scandal pays. When they say rip off your clothes, you have to rip off your clothes in scandal pace. You do. And it's and then it's kind of edited in scandal pace, which just yes. makes it even more pacey. That's right. Like Sex in the Office with David, frankly. Oh, that was you know what? In that some was intense scandal pace. So it was so scandal paced that I had black and blue bruises all over the back of my thighs from getting slammed up against the desk. It was aerobic. But you know, That's it was what funny. Happens because when you give someone cereal. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you don't that want to give that guy too much cereal. Chocula. That really? chocula just, just, I think it's a sugar rush or something. Just He's going to be so upset he wasn't chocula. here to defend himself. He really is. See, this is the truth against the Count Chocula. Well, you know what? He gets his own podcast next He's going to get his own he podcast. He can do it then. And he can have a, he can have a response on the chocula sure, issue. Sure, sure. He can try anyway. <laughs> you know, what is your favorite Abbeyism? Heather B. at... H. Banium 21 um, says that hers is Beat It Perv. Ha, 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 perv. Ha, ha. Yeah, there's so many. Pages of Horror, Beat It Perv. Pages of Horror. Stupid Money is... Grubbing Mistress Horror. <laughs> yeah, like... That was another long tongue twister. Um, you know, I just really like that Abby blurts out the truth, and afterwards she says, just saying. <laughs> That's, That's right. really what I like. Just saying. Not judging, just saying. I also, That's I think really... that she does tend to point out whorishness a fair amount. Which <laughs> she does. does. She yes. tends to be sort of the horror police, That's I right. think, at Olivia yes. Pope and Associates. Which is ironic because she likes to run around herself. I mean, just saying. She does, but you know what's so interesting about Abby? When you first meet Abby as a character, at least for me, you don't get that. Like, what's great no. about Abby, she keeps it totally to herself. You have yeah. no idea what her business she's is. She's kind of buttoned up. She's kind of buttoned up, yeah. even though she's not, because yes. she's either buttoned up or a wild woman. Totally. So we mainly That's saw usually the, how it works. I guess. Is That's that how, usually it how it works out there in the world. It seems uh, like. Yeah, you know, I think you know, you're the, probably right. The people who are like the most sort of buttoned up and covered up, they have scandal they have, going on. They have in their scandal. Lives. That, they got know, like an other alter ego. Brooke Lynn at Brooke Lynn Four wants to know: Are there aspects of Abby's character that mesh with your personality off screen? Oh, I don't know. We're both five seven and a half. We both have red hair. We both have blue <laughs> eyes. There's a good start. We have those in common. Those definitely. That's uh, solid. Yeah. That's solid. Mm-hmm. Well, look, this has been an amazingly pleasurable opportunity to find a little more about you also to talk a little more about Abby within the context of these fabulous, fine pieces of television programming we're all enjoying. Yay. Yay. And hopefully you'll come back. And first, probably Josh Molina will be coming back and giving us a piece of his mind. I do sort of want to do a rematch podcast because at least we need to share some recipes. And then secondarily, <laughs> I salad. Get the, the two, you've got From what I understand, chemistry. he's quite a cook. That's what I hear. Something about cucumber sandwiches for a high tea? Does oh, he, yeah. Did he, did he cut oh, the crust yeah. off? Oh, I think he did like the full-on high tea. Okay, I, sus- I think he produced it. I suspect that Josh Molina can do anything. I think he probably can. I actually can. feel like that this is a problem. Except eat multiple bowls of cereal. Except apparently control himself around control carbohydrates. Himself, yes. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing Thank this. Thank you. Such a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening. I will be back next week with a new Scandal podcast. Next week's episode is called Molly, You in Danger, Girl, which is honestly one of my favorite titles. <laughs> I think we're going to be learning more about the mole. Many new facts are going to come out, and it's incredibly exciting. And also, you guys, we're getting close to the end of the season, which means... 
Everything's starting to speed up, so don't miss an episode. Please watch Scandal, 10 o'clock, Thursday nights, ABC. Please, please, please also check out Grey's Anatomy, 9 o'clock, ABC, Thursday nights. This is Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed. I will be talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.